episode of Motley Fool Answers is brought to you by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage process into the 21st century with a fast, easy, and completely online process. Check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash fool. This is Motley Fool Answers. I'm Allison Southwick, and I'm joined, as always, by Robert Brokamp, personal finance expert here at The Motley Fool, and he is also the advisor on Motley Fool's Rule Your Retirement newsletter, and he's also feeling sick today. I'm not feeling top of my game right now, that's true. Aww. But well, I, think I do have this kind of deeper voice, which might sound better to you podcast listeners. We'll see. For the ladies <laughs> on this Mother's Day episode. Yes, that's right. With Mother's Day coming up this weekend. Oh. Wait, do you hear that, bro? What's that? That is the sound of thousands of listeners saying, oh, nuts, and heading online to order their mom an edible arrangement. That's cool, listeners. We'll wait. On this episode, we enlist the help of Jean Chatsky. She's the financial editor for NBC's Today Show. She's also an award-winning personal finance journalist and best-selling author. And she's a mom who just launched a new podcast called Her Money. She's going to talk about the many ways women are awesome with money. Take note, men. And she'll also answer a few listener questions. All that and more on this week's episode of Motley Fool Answers. Jean Chatsky has been doling out sound financial advice ever since she got her start in the early days of Smart Money magazine. You've probably seen her on the Today Show or read one of her best-selling books on money. She's launched a new podcast for women called Her Money, that's one word, and I had a chance to sit down with her at her offices in New York a couple weeks ago. We started off by talking about the special place she holds in the history of The Motley Fool. On the train ride up here, I rode up with David Gardner, Mm -hmm. and he said, so what are you going to do today? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go here and here, and then I'm going to stop by, and I'm going to see Jean Chatsky, and I'm going to talk to her about her new podcast, and women, and money. It's going to be great. And he's like, Jean, oh, you know what, Allison? Here's a story about Jean. (laughs) And I said, okay, you know, because the train ride up was a lot of fun. We just talked about um, all, all these great stories. And so he said, back in 1993... He said, the Motley Fool, we weren't even a thing yet. We they were, weren't even the Motley Fool yet. Yeah, so, yeah, he said, that, like, we weren't even a newsletter. Like, we were just some guys on AOL. And someone posted on a board, hey, does anyone like Quicken? And he's like, yeah, sure, I'll, talk, I'll do an interview about Quicken, whatever. So he, he contacts this person, and this person, you know, asks him questions, does an interview, and then... The, the, of course, by now our listeners know who this person is, <laughs> but so I can just say it, Gene, you, it was you. It was me. And this was in the very early days of, you know, you had CompuServe and you had Prodigy and you had AOL as your email. And it was the early days of internet reporting. And so it was this amazing thing for all of us that we could put a feeler out there and people would actually respond to us that we wouldn't have to call all over Tarnation to find different examples. So David got in touch with me and he's like, yeah, I love Quicken. And he took me through his whole, um, whole methodology of using it and what he put in and when he put it in. And I mean, our opening spread for this story, and I remember this vividly, was a guy and his wife, and the guy was so addicted to Quicken that we had him at the computer working on Quicken while she slept in the bed next to him. (laughs) And and that that was our headline. It was the cult of Quicken. David was in it. And then I remember David, and I stayed in touch, and he called me not too long after that and said, you know, we're going to start this thing and we're going to wear hats and, (laughs) you know, and the Motley Fool took off from there and became this incredible, incredible success, largely 
because David and Tom were just so passionate about it. They were, they were. And I, I don't know if you knew this, but David said that this was, you were at Smart Money? I was I at believe. Smart Money. David said that that's the first time the Motley Fool's name was ever in print. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. I did not interview. know that. So you so. have a very, very special place Aww. in Tom and David's heart. <laughs> So um, Smart Money and uh, NBC, you do Today's Show, you're the um, financial editor. Financial editor. And then now you have a new project. I have a podcast and I'm so excited. It's called Her Money with Jean Chatsky. And I have to point out that her money is one word. I thought I was being really clever. In fact, it's a little bit tricky when you're searching for it. You have to put it in as one word. But um, we're a weekly podcast on money for women by women on the topics that we need to know and understand and talk about. And I kind of, for me, I've been doing this such a long time that I have learned to just approach life through the window of money. And so you'll hear us talking about a lot of career related things, relationship, health, all of these aspects of life where money plays a very important role, particularly if you don't have it together. We were, I was working with a reporter the other day and he was doing an article on TJ Maxx. Yes. And I, I own, I own shares of TJ Maxx. Shares of TJ Maxx have been very good for me. It's been very good to me. And, and so I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll find an analyst to talk to you about TJ Maxx. And then the article comes up and it's titled your mom's favorite clothing store is now America's favorite clothing store. And for some reason, I read the word mom as being almost like derogatory, mm-hmm. right? Like mom jeans. Like yeah. this is, and, and so I emailed him and I was like, I'll just have you know that I'm extremely offended by this. And then I was like, wait a second. Why am I putting, why do I think mom's a derogatory word? Like, wait a second, mom's rock. And that's probably because I am a mom that I now feel that way. And so I was like, you know what? I think when the writer wrote it, he meant it in a derogatory way. I think so too. He sort of like, he could have said your parents and, and it would have been the same meaning. Right? Right. Your parents, your grandmas, you know, it, it, it was, it was written to mean old. Yeah. And so I emailed him back and I, I gave him a hard time about it. But then I thought, you know what? Moms need to get more credit. And again, this episode is running right before Mother's Day because women actually are pretty naturally good at a lot of things when it comes to money. Yeah. So we're excellent savers. We're better savers than men are. If you compare us apples to apples, we're better investors than men are because we don't trade in and out as frequently, which just keeps our costs lower. And as you know, everything that doesn't go into the broker's pocket goes into your pocket, which is good. Um, or the, the fund company's pocket or however you're paying your, your fees and commissions. Um, women are also really good at doing our homework and, uh, and knowing what it is before we buy it. And that's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. I mean, one of the things that I've come to understand about myself and about many other women is that I like to know the answer to a question before I ask it. Uh, And, you know, that's not always possible, particularly if it prevents you from asking the question. Sometimes when we're feeling like we're in an environment where we don't have all the answers and investing is an environment where it's impossible to have all the answers because there are no right answers necessarily. But right, but women realize that, but men don't so much. Yeah, so (laughs) it it makes us more cautious. 
And and sometimes more cautious equals not starting quickly enough, not not being aggressive enough, and not taking hold of the fact that we are in fact, investors. You know, you ask a lot of women, are you investing? And they'll say no. And then you'll say, do you have a 401k? And they'll say yes. And the bottom line is you are investing. And that means you are an investor. And so it's time to own up to it and own it so that you can do it better. Right. And if investing can be hard. You can make investing as hard as you want to. <laughs> but the truth is, um, I wish uh, more, not just women, but just everyone understood that um, once you master a few things, you know, it really is not, you know, hold for the long haul, check out index funds. Yeah. Those are awesome. You know, get some good um, and just hold on Automate. tight. Automate. I mean, there's a few things you can do and it's not rocket science. No, no. I tell people that all the time. It's just good habits repeated often. Mm-hmm. You know, you do the same things over and over and over again. You save enough. You in, you put it to work. You protect it with insurance and a basic estate plan so that if the worst happens and the roof caves in or somebody dies at a young age, your family is covered and you're you're done. You know, if you can solve the earning part of the equation so that you have the money to do all of those later steps, you're really golden. It's funny, you mentioned how um, women are better at saving, women are better at investing. Um, that is totally not the perception, right? right? The perception is women just love to go spend money on shoes. Well, and the percept, you know, the reason for that perception is, and I love to spend money on shoes, quite frankly. Who like, who love? doesn't love to spend money on shoes? But women buy 80% of everything. So, and, and we, we do that because we are taking care of the other people in our lives. And it's not just shoes, by the way, it's cars, right. you know, it's groceries, it's hotel rooms. We are the ones who are doing all the planning and all of the spending for our families. So, you know, are we going to buy shoes? Yeah, but we're going to buy everything. <laughs> we're going to buy everybody's shoes. Yes. You get a pair of shoes and you get a <laughs> pair of shoes. Everyone gets a pair of shoes. What would you say? has been the biggest shift in your thinking since you started offering personal finance advice? I think I sort of, when I started, really believed that it was a lot more complicated and magical than it actually is. And what I know from personal experience, but also from all the behavioral finance work that has gone on in like the last five to 10 years is we're not wired to be good at this. And so we need to set up systems to make it easy for us to succeed, to get out of our own human way so that we can then go on and deal with the rest of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. What are some topics that uh, listeners of your show can look forward to hearing in the coming month or two? So we're going to be talking about kids and money with Ron Lieber and how not to raise kids who are spoiled and entitled. Um, We'll be talking with Karen Feinerman of CNBC's Fast Money on um, investment strategies and how to build a portfolio that actually works for you. We've got a great conversation coming up with Phoebe Judge and Lauren Spohr. They're the hosts of Criminal, which is a podcast that gets 2 million downloads a month. And for them, it's a real entrepreneurial story. It it turned into a business. You know, they were, they were public radio people and this became a very successful business. So they're, they've told us, they're telling us the story of how all of that works. Um, 
Boy, we've got some really exciting guests scheduled in the world of real estate and um, money and relationships, sex and money, lots of fun things. Um, and again, the name of the podcast is Her Money, one word. Her Money with Jean Chatsky. Her Money with Jean Chatsky. Please subscribe. Yes, please go there and subscribe. Thank you so much for um, letting me come in and um, talk to you for a while. I really appreciate it. Oh, it was fun. so late on a Friday. So fun. Next up on the show, Jean answers your questions. But first, remember the last time you got a mortgage, bro? It's been a while. You had to take time off work, go to someone's offices in Tyson's corner of all places. You brought stacks of records and you freaked out because they were judging you. Well, never again, because Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is bringing the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Eight easy steps and liftoff. You see what I did there? Because it's Rocket Mortgage. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Right before I headed into my interview with Jean at her offices, I thought, hey, I should see if anyone on our Facebook group has a question for her. And you guys did. You guys had a few questions. So I posed them to Jean and uh, she answered them because that's how questions work. So the first question came to us from Jillian C. And she wanted to know, what's the biggest myth about personal finance and or women's personal finance that Jean would like to debunk? It's a myth that you have to be an expert investor in order to be a, a decent manager of your own money, and B, even a good investor of your own money. There are low-cost, easy ways to go about setting up your financial life, including automatically saving, putting the money into a simple portfolio, cover yourself with insurance. That's really all you need to do. Next question came from Sather G. How do we get young women more interested in investing and not just saving? Less women investing means less analysis of investments from their keen perspectives. We get young women more interested in investing by getting young women investing. And I, I know that sounds backwards, but when you do it and you see yourself making money, that's very seductive. and. You have a 401k, you are an investor. And our last question came from Wendy. She wants to know, does Jean believe women should have their own accounts, as in bank and investment accounts, separate to their partners? And if so, why or why not? I do believe that women should have some money in their own name. I liken it to a game of Little League Baseball. When, when you go to a Little League Baseball game, if you don't have a kid who's playing, that game is like watching paint dry. It is, it's deadly boring. As soon as you've got a kid in the game, it's the World Series. And it's very much the same thing with your money. As soon as you've got some money at stake, as soon as you've got table stakes, all of a sudden, you're in it and, and you're paying attention. So I want to thank Jean for taking the time to sit down with me in New York and also for answering our dear listener questions. You can check out Jean's new podcast wherever fine podcasts are found. It's called Her Money, all one word. And uh, tell the ladies in your life about it, too. They'll thank you for it. No one loves you any better than your M-O-double-M-Y. And when you start to cry, she'll 
each tearful make you cheerful. Moms. They are so smart. Whether they're telling us to put on a hat or eat our veggies, they are so right all the time. Full disclosure, I'm a mom. <laughs> so we decided to ask a few fools here at The Motley Fool, what was some great advice that they got from their moms that has stuck around with them? So here's what they had to say. Samantha Whiteside, Chief Wellness Officer here at The Motley Fool. And a few things I definitely learned from my mom growing up. She set us up each a checking account and savings account probably when we were five or six. And so we had our own cards. We went to the bank with her. But definitely saving a little bit from every single paycheck or every single little babysitting job um, or summer lifeguarding job was something I definitely took from my mom. I'm Mona Shaw. I'm the Director of Operations for Motley Fool Wealth Management. A sister company of The Motley Fool. The financial lesson that I learned from my mom is don't assume that you'll be charged the right price. This is one where she just set an example of being a savvy consumer and I picked up on it on the same habit. There are glitches that lead to ringing up the wrong price for strawberries or miscommunications that generate an invoice for plumbing work that was never done. So always check the bill before paying it. Hi, I'm Bo. I'm a software developer for the Motley Fool Wealth Management. A sister company of the Motley Fool. (laughs) And uh, one thing I learned from my in-laws was that you could actually retire earlier than 65. Um, They had retired in their early 50s, and it literally had not occurred to me that you couldn't retire that early outside of winning the lottery or becoming a really uh, successful business entrepreneur. And that set me on, on a stage of looking for personal finance and looking to retire early. Hi, my name's Holly Fake. I'm a user experience designer here at The Motley Fool. And the best advice my mother ever gave me was when visiting in-laws, have two quick drinks and one every hour. My name is Ann Baines, and I am project management team lead here at The Motley Fool. Uh, the advice that my mother gave me that I'll always remember is... Marry a man who will clean out the dead fridge while you and the kids go buy a new one. I, th- I think I uh, internalized that advice, and I'm pretty sure I married a man who, who will do that for me. My name is Sarah Rathner, and I work on internal communications at The Fool. And uh, my great-grandmother always had a saying that probably sounded better in Spanish, but it was always have a pencil in your hand, which we interpreted to mean just always be ready for anything and just always be able to like do a quick calculation. Thanks to Sam Whiteside, Mona Shaw, Bo Boland, Holly Fake, Ann Baines, and Sarah Rathner. Your mom's rock. Bro, we have a special guest in the studio today. Very special guest. And his name is Robin. Robin, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Robin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm nine, and I'm in third grade, and I came here because yesterday... My teacher said, hey, by the way, tomorrow is bring your kid to work day. But of course, Motley Fool um, has a different bring your kid to work day. But they also said it on the radio. This, so it's got to be true morning. then. Yeah, yeah. So I came. And, um, and who brought you to work today? My dad. And what's your dad's name? Rick Angle. <laughs> He's right over there. <laughs> he is right there because he's our man behind the glass for the show. So yeah, Rick brought in his son, Robin. So Robin... We wanted to get your perspective. What's a piece of advice that your mom has offered you that has really stuck with you? Well, in third grade, we get a lot of homework, and it's really hard to um, to do, not just because it's hard, but because it's really easy, but there's so much of it. So my mom taught me to, well, to do my homework first before anything else, and don't 
leave it to the last day because otherwise I get really stressed and it's really hard to do, even though it's really easy. That is exceptional. Very good advice. Advice. And I'm I think, going to start following that advice. I think I think that's good advice for you to take. And I have a feeling I know where you got that tendency to want to put stuff off until the last minute. <laughs> what are you trying to say? No, no, Rick. I'm just saying Rick does his best work when he's under pressure. When he's when he's got a time crunch. He's <laughs> that, an artist. That's the way artists artist. work. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Your dad I have is to an artist. An environment where I thrive, and sometimes that means putting it off to the last minute. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, how about you? What's something that you learned from your mom? Well, back in the late 80s, my grandmother passed away, so each of his kids got a few thousand dollars. And with that money, my mom helped me buy my very first stock. And it was actually a very boring utility stock, Dayton Power and Light. Um, But I just left it alone. And I remember when I first became a financial advisor in the late 90s, I took a look at the stock, look at the return. Remember, late 90s was dot-coms and all exciting companies. But looking at that investment, it had done just as well as most of these other high flyers because it was a utility that paid a high dividend. And with those dividend checks, I bought more shares, which paid more dividends, which allowed me to buy more shares. Um, So by buying just about the most boring company possible, I outperformed most other companies just by reinvesting the dividends. So that's why I'm such a big fan of reinvesting dividends. So the thing that you learned from your mom is to inherit money? To inherit money, yes, and not spend all of it. Uh, Rick, how about you? Well, um, my mother is an artist, and she's quite a good artist. Uh, and she never really got very interested in selling her work all that much. She did art shows and things like that. And at the time, I thought it was crazy. I was like, why don't you charge more for your paintings and blah, blah, blah. And now that I've matured and I understand the life of an artist, no. <laughs> I, uh, I kind of respect that now in that if you, if you have something that you're passionate about and that you love and it's your art, uh, making it into a business and trying to sell it is, is a completely different thing to do. So sometimes it makes sense to keep your passion separate from your income streams. Oh. Uh, so the thing that I was going to say that I've learned from my mother is my mom has this little saying, and she said it ever since I was a little kid. So for example, if we were ever like out in public and I did something embarrassing like spill my milk or do whatever, my mom would say, "What? Don't don't worry about it. Why are you crying? Don't worry about it. We don't owe those people money. <laughs> so she says that a lot. So whenever you're like concerned about what people think of you, um, you can always say, "What do I care? I don't know those people, money." And then just do whatever you want to do. That's so fun. I've never heard that. <laughs> I've learned two good things here today. It's been very productive. Yeah. Thanks, moms. Moms are the best. They and my are. mom, my mom listens to the show, as we all know. And um, so, thanks, thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom, for Allison. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to all the moms, um, but particularly my mom, because you're awesome, and I love you. All right. So, that's going to do it for today. We feeling good about this episode? I think we are. I'm feeling good about moms. I'm feeling good about moms, too. I'm feeling good about parents. Parents in general, yeah, Listen to him. All right, we're bringing him back for the Father's Day episode. Yeah, then we'll really get the dirt on Rick. (laughs) Or maybe we'll start getting him to, he'll tear up a little hearing his son say nice things about him. Did you tell Allison what you were doing today? Um, Well, actually, speaking of stocks, today I am going to get my very first one because um, when I decided to come, Dad um, thought and said, well, if you're going to, go then we should do something worthwhile and you can and since we had been talking about it 
um, he, he said, why don't you get your first stock today? So I, um, I've made a list of stocks that I want and information about them, like how they make their money. And um, I haven't gotten it yet, but I've, uh, I've, I'm going to get it today. That's awesome! That is very exciting. So you, do you have it narrowed down? Do you know which one you're going to pick? Um, no. I have a lot. Um, well, I have five, and I like them equally. Oh, that's tough. That's tough. But luckily, you've got a long road ahead of you in investing, so you can probably own all of them at some point. Yeah. Good for you, Robin. That's really cool. Nice job. Good parenting, Rick. Yeah, that was a good job, Rick. <laughs> ah, the show is edited tenderly by Rick Engdahl. <laughs> our email is answers at fool.com. Um, don't forget to head over to Facebook. If you're on Facebook and join our private group for all lovers of Motley Fool podcasts, um, we're on there too. And if you know, you can post questions, post articles. Uh, we're all there just to have a nice little community together. For Robert Brokamp and Robin, I'm Allison Southwick. Fool on. <laughs>